What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Annika Creates Podcast. My name is Alex Krotz, and today I want to discuss the never-ending quest for knowledge, how to gain knowledge, how to keep exercising your knowledge and pushing yourself, because the more you learn, the more you should realize is out there to learn, and that is the highest level of success. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Annika Creates Podcast with your weekly dose of music, technology, and creative inspiration. Now your host, Alex Krotz. So today I want to discuss learning and how learning never ends. No matter at what point in your career you're at, you should always be looking for more knowledge and you should always be continually learning. In my eyes, the moment that you stop learning is the moment that your creative journey is done. If you think about it, people that don't like their job, somebody that works somewhere that you can't continue to grow with new knowledge, those are the people that are unhappy with their jobs most of the time. But the people that are in a creative industry where you're continuously growing and evolving with whether it be technology or different things that you find interesting, those are the people that are most successful and those are the people that are continuously learning and growing. To start, one of the biggest things you need to realize is that you don't know everything, especially when you're starting out in a new career. I'm going to be using a lot of music industry examples within this podcast, but this applies to basically any creative industry at all, whether that be video or audio or or arts, anything like that, this applies to all of those, but I'm going to be talking a lot about recording studios and what I grew up in and what I see every day. So something that I would see on a regular basis at the studio is different people coming in looking for internships, and they would be people that have just graduated school or hadn't even gone to school yet. They would be looking for an internship to get into the studio. The biggest issue is that so many of them had such a big ego. They all thought that they were the best and they all thought that they had everything figured out and they would introduce themselves to me like, hey, I'm an engineer and a producer and I've worked on these bands and they would name me a bunch of bands that I'd never heard of, but the way they would tell me is that I should have heard of them. I'm not saying that they weren't engineers and I'm not saying that they didn't know what they were talking about, but you came to me and you want my knowledge on how I make records, therefore you shouldn't try and out do me within the first five minutes of meeting me. Another thing that I kept seeing with those same interns was when I started to share knowledge with them and they would disagree with me. They would ask me, what mic did you guys use on this record? And I would go, well, we use this and this and this. And they would go, oh, that's weird because that mic doesn't sound good. That is irrelevant. You're asking me what we used. I'm going to tell you what we used. It's not a debate anymore whether it sounds good or doesn't. The problem is, is that when they say something like this, I instantly am not going to tell them anything else about that. They can ask all the questions they want. They're not going to get any more knowledge. But for an intern that would come through that would actually be interested, I would be very quick to go tell them about the whole recording process because they clearly were not egotistical and they were there to learn. Having a major ego when you're trying to learn something and thinking that you know everything and not wanting to learn something that goes against what you already believe is how to shut yourself down from any new learning opportunities as well as gaining any different knowledge and maybe open up a whole new door of things that you didn't even know existed. As you're learning, you always need to be open to new things. You always need to be open to things that might not align with what you believe already. And you need to be open to different people's suggestions or bits of knowledge that you may not agree with. You may find a nugget of knowledge in there that you do like or that you are willing to try even if you've never heard of it before. When I worked at the studio, one of the greatest things was I worked on a ton of different genres of music. And when that happened, I would work on a jazz record. And jazz wasn't my thing, 
but I would learn from the jazz record about different ways that the musicians would work, that the songs were written, or even the way that we recorded it. And I would apply those things in different ways to different genres of music, which helped me because I would take a jazz mentality to, let's say, song structure and apply it to a hip-hop song. And we'd have a whole new approach on a hip-hop song that nobody had ever really done before because I was open to that knowledge of recording the jazz record. I wasn't just instantly going, no, I don't want to work on that record. Learning is a never-ending journey and you never know where you're going to find a piece of knowledge that you can apply in a different, original, new way. That's the best way to gain knowledge and to become your own self. As I said, the amazing part about a creative life and a creative career and a creative interest is there's never a lack of knowledge to learn. One of the greatest things that I ever learned was that the biggest sign of success is that you know you don't know everything and you know you're going to continue to learn forever. If you look at any of the successful people in your industry or in the job that you want, those people are always shifting, they're always changing, they're always trying new things. That is a sign that they're continuously learning. They're not just boxing themselves into what they've done best for their entire lives. They're trying new things, and that's how they continue to break ground in their field and in their job. There was an engineer that I worked alongside for many years, and I learned so much from this man. His name was Lenny, and Lenny was a veteran audio engineer, and when I was working with him, he'd been doing this for over 40 years. He started when he was 18 or 19, and he's been doing it ever since. There's nothing else he'd rather be doing. Every day that he showed up to the studio, he was excited. He'd be there wanting to try something new, even though he has made some of the most successful records on the planet, and he has taught so many different people so many engineers. I started working with him very early on in my career in Noble Street, and I became his right-hand man. I was his assistant that worked with him every time he came into the studio, and the studio became the only place he would want to work. The whole journey of me working with Lenny is a whole other story, but eventually I started engineering a lot of sessions when Lenny didn't want to do them anymore. He was busy because he had different things going on in his life, and so I would take over engineering sessions, and I was doing a lot of engineering for a lot of different people. And what would happen happen is when I worked with him, whenever he would come in and I would go back to assisting him, at that point I had gained his trust and so he would be asking me what I had learned and what I had tried, something new that I had tried that he had probably never heard of. This is when the student becomes the master in a way. He was still the master, he's still done so much more things than most people will ever do in their life, but he wanted to hear what I had tried. He wanted to hear something new from me. He'd been doing this for so many years as a freelance audio engineer that he hadn't been able to work with any new people. He hadn't been able to see many new techniques. So he was going off of different recording techniques that he had already known or had heard about or read online, which is what he did. But he hadn't been able to work with any engineers that he trusted enough to ask them what they'd been trying. And I had gotten to that point with him. He was asking me to teach him new things. That's when I really realized that no matter how far you are along in your career, you could have been doing this forever. You could be the best on the planet, have taught some of the biggest engineers in the world, and yet you still want to know what your assistant has learned. You want something to spark your imagination of new things to try. And in my opinion, that is one of the greatest examples of always wanting to learn. 
Now, sometimes your goals or your aspirations or life does change and things shift and you should be open to this because as you gain more knowledge, you may find something new that you want to pursue more knowledge in, which may shift, which you thought was your end goal, but it might shift over time. The biggest problem is when people have an end goal that they think is the almighty end product of their life. But then as soon as they find something new and interesting that actually does give them a spark of creativity or energy or that they just find very interesting, they're quick to dismiss it because it doesn't align with that end goal. But what you should do is embrace that. If you're interested in it, let it run. Try something new. Even if it's a side thing for a while, if it's a totally different career, fine. If it's a bit of different knowledge that you want to make hard rock records, but you're actually quite enjoying programming beats for hip pop bands. Try that. Go with that. You may find a niche that you didn't know existed. You may find techniques you can pull over into what you're doing. And that's amazing. And that's how you're going to blend your interests and what you do best together and make something overly unique that is eventually going to make people want to hire you to do that or whatever your goal becomes from that. For example, when I was younger and through actually quite a few of my adult years, I loved programming. I loved the idea of wanting to program iPhone apps and computer apps. I spent a lot of time learning programming languages. Clearly, I'm not a programmer now, and I've kind of dropped it. But for a while, I thought that's what I was going to do. And, and I know I was good at music, but you know what? On the side of doing music, I'm going to program iPhone apps. Well, that didn't pan out. Eventually, I got a little sick of it. I hit a wall where I was like, there's too much that I want to learn in this and I don't want to put that energy in. And that was my sign that this wasn't for me. This wasn't the exact direction that I wanted, because if it was, I would have wanted to put in as much energy as it took to get where I wanted to go in that space. But I realized that that's not what I wanted to do. And I would rather spend that time on music. And it became clear that engineering was the exact direction I wanted to go. That being said, again, down the line, I tried to do something else. I didn't just lock myself into being an engineer. And I let myself think about educating people or making videos. And that's how I got to where I am now, where I want to bring education to people and I want to make videos for people and I want to make educational videos to teach people what I know about engineering. If I had shut myself into, I'm going to be an engineer that does this, that never would have let me play with this idea of videos and educational content. And that's why all of that knowledge coming together that I've gained over the years through different experimentations and, and letting myself try things is all coming together to make my unique story and my unique new career goals. So now I want to talk about some of the best ways to gain knowledge and the best ways you can act to further yourself to be able to gain even more knowledge, to put yourself in a fantastic position to continue to gain knowledge and kind of get that started is to take action, actually act on whatever you're thinking. If you're sitting on the couch and you're watching Netflix and you're going, man, I'd love to be an actor in this show, but that's never going to be me. Well, no, it's not going to be you if all you're doing is sitting on the couch watching it. You're never going to get there. They're not going to call you up suddenly. You need to take action. You need to take that acting class. You need to make videos with your friends where you get to act. You need to find that videographer who is trying to do the same thing for being a videographer and team up with them and make videos. Take that first step to take action to be able to learn. You might think that you're not ready for it, but the biggest thing that you need to remember is that you're never going to be ready for it. If you are waiting for the perfect moment, 
it's never going to come. You need to just start somewhere. You need to take that first step. If you want to become a musician, buy that guitar. If you want to become an engineer, record a band. And for me, that's exactly what I did. When I was first starting out, I would find friends' bands that wanted to be recorded and I would record them. And I was a musician, so early on I just recorded myself because that's the one thing that I had complete control over was whether I did it. And I wasn't even relying on any other bands. And the, the fact that I was recording my own stuff meant that other bands and other friends would see that and go, you know what, that's inspiring. I, I want you to record my band. And that would inspire them and make them want to do more. When I first started working at the studio, I would want to learn more and I would want to take my knowledge and, and put it into action. So I would find friends or, or bands of friends that would want to come in and I would say, hey, you guys are working really hard at your stuff. Why don't you come in and record with me at Noble Street, which was a fantastic studio that none of these bands could ever afford. And I would bring this forward and I would bring that opportunity to them and it would make them work even harder. I wasn't giving that opportunity to just any band that, you know, played in their garage every once a month. I was looking for bands that were actively doing the same thing, trying to book shows or at least practicing and trying to write songs every week. Those are the bands that I would look at and those are the bands that I would want to have in my circle. And you never know where that could lead because... For instance, one of the bands that I always brought in was a band named Poacher, and Poacher stopped doing stuff down the line, but the connections I made with those guys led me to become the engineer that does all of the Nikki's Wives stuff. And Nikki's Wives, they're becoming something. They're working their way up the ladder. They're getting noticed. And because of doing all those free things for Poacher, I got in with a bunch of the members in that band who are now in Nikki's Wives. So now I get to work on a lot of Nikki's Wives stuff, and a lot of people see that, which leads to other jobs. So basically you never know who's going to become who. Now this ties perfectly into my next point of actually putting things out. Taking action and recording yourself is fantastic, but next step is to actually finish that project and put it out. The personal pressure you're going to feel of actually recording something and, and putting it out and showing people will teach you so, so, so much. If you're an artist, finishing that painting and showing more than just your mom, finishing that song and playing it for more than just your girlfriend, that is one of the biggest things that you can do to continue to grow your knowledge. There was a story in a book that I'm reading right now about two groups of photographers. There was a class that was split in two. One half of the class was told to take one picture that was a perfect picture. And the second half of the class was told to just take as many pictures as possible. So basically, a, a fight over quality versus quantity. At the end of the course, the teacher realized that the best photographs were out of the people that were doing quantity, not quality. Because the people that were doing quality were sitting around debating and trying to figure out what the perfect picture was. Whereas the people who were doing quantity were just taking a ton of pictures and every time they would take a picture and go and develop it, they would see it, they would be able to feel it, they would know what it felt like to have that in their hand and they would see that feedback from other people and they would go oh this has got to change this has got to change instead of just speculating and so they were growing their knowledge with every photograph they would take they were learning something new and kept growing just doing it and continuing to do it was part of the process. You know, when I brought those bands in, I wouldn't just bring them in once. I would continuously bring them in and, you know, some of the songs we did, we'd record them three or four times because every time we got through the process, they would want to change something because they were growing as songwriters. And I would be like, yeah, sure, I would love to do it differently because of the end result and how I know it affects the beginning. Another thing to help 
spark your imagination and your creativity is actually to copy others. And I know there's a lot of debate on this, but I believe that copying others is actually a fantastic way to learn and to grow your own style. Now, by copying others, it's not trying to make an exact copy. It's trying to, with the best that you have, make a copy of it, but allowing your creativity to flow if you come up with a different idea. If you think about bands or artists that do covers on YouTube, the people that are the most successful are the ones that do a cover, but it's not an exact cover. It's actually their style on somebody else's song. They've started by copying somebody else's song, but they've adapted it with their own skill set. The action of copying that person's song helped them with, let's say, song structure and the writing of that person's song, but yet they infused what they knew into that, which means in the end, they learn different things and their next one is going to be even better. And when they finally come out with original music, it's actually probably pretty good. People are excited to hear it, and it doesn't sound like the people that they copied, but you know that all those different covers influenced what they were doing. Now, the most important part of this is realizing that when you copy somebody, it's not copying them. It's taking bits and pieces of it and adapting it. I worked with Alan Parsons, who is a major engineer and producer who has the Alan Parsons project. He's a musician and he worked with Pink Floyd and numerous other bands. And he did a masterclass once where I was his Pro Tools op. He actually learned a couple things from watching me run Pro Tools, which was really cool. But there was a bunch of people in the room copying what he was doing and they were writing notes down. But the problem is, is that certain people went even further and were like, well, what was your settings on this? Or what was your mic on this? And how did you have it placed? And what were the settings on this? And even as he answered these questions, I could tell that he's like, I don't know what I did exactly, but at the time it was what I had. It's not the only way to do it. But people were so adamant in writing down exactly what he had in the exact settings, and that's never going to get you anywhere. You don't want to be an exact clone of what they did. You don't want to recreate it. You want to take the mentality. So the people that asked, well, why would you want to use that type of mic on the vocal? Those were the people that got the best responses because he would answer it by explaining his thought process of... Not just that's what we had at the time, it was I had an option between these three microphones and this is the one that I thought would fit best because of this. And the people that would write those notes down are the people that are going to learn the most and get the most out of that masterclass because the exact details of what he did is never going to help. You could use the same mic in the same room with the same cable, everything, and it's not going to sound the same because you're not recording Pink Floyd. But the mentality that you can learn from him is the thing that's going to improve the product of the bands you're working with and the projects you're doing. Now, this leads into online tutorials because there's a lot of different online tutorials, including my YouTube channel, which I'm going to be launching shortly after this podcast. It might already be out by now. I have different techniques in there and some of it's more technical where it's an exact, this is the way it works because it's, you know, physics, but there's a lot of different creative tutorials, which are more meant to show you what's possible and to help spark those ideas within your head as to what you could do. And even if that starts by following something step by step and taking the downloadable session and opening it and doing the exact thing, you need to take that knowledge and be able to put it in your bank, squish it together with something else to come out with what ends up being your style. 
Now, moving forward, online learning is fantastic. You never want to think that once you're done the stereotypical school, higher education, that learning is done. Online learning is great, and it's in bite-sized chunks, such as tutorials or online courses that can be very specific to what you want to learn and a technique to be able to then apply to what you want to do. But another thing that you can gain a lot of knowledge from is watching somebody and having kind of a mentor. And we're going to talk more in a future episode about how to learn under a mentor and how to ask the right questions and how to know what to do, because that is such an important thing to know, regardless of if you're in the music industry or the film industry, or even in the banking industry, knowing who to talk to, when to talk to them, and what questions to ask are the most important things that will really, really help you excel and succeed and gain even more knowledge. So we're going to talk about that in a future episode. But for now, the main thing to remember is that you can't let learning be confined by the typical school system. You need to continue to learn as you get out in the field. And frankly, that's actually where the best learning comes in. That's where the most knowledge is gained. Always keep learning, keep taking action, keep moving forward, and of course, keep creating. But that's it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Let me know what your thoughts are. Hit me up on Twitter at Anik Creates or on the Anik Creates Facebook page. Be sure to check out my website, anikcreates.ca, for more of the show notes and staying up to date with things that I'm putting out for you guys. Subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts to get the latest episodes as they come out. I will see you in the next one. And until then, always be creating. Thank you for listening to the Anik Creates podcast. Be sure to check out anikcreates.ca for show notes and all the latest updates. Until next time, always be creating.